All right, guys, so we've been started, we started a series at the beginning of this month called Talk is Cheap, all right? And we got this from Titus chapter 1, verse 16, okay? Hey, um, one of y'all, can one of y'all do the screens? I forgot. They are on, they're up there. <clears throat> but Titus 1, 16 says this. It says, such people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way that they live. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. And that's where we get talk is cheap from. And over the month, we've been talking about how there's so many people who claim they know God, but yet they deny knowing God by the way that they actually live their life. And last week, we really talked about the second part of that verse when Paul says they're detestable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. And what, what's happening in this part, part of the Bible, what, why it's being written, is because if you remember last week, we talked about this. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul is writing to a young man by the name of Titus who is leading the church. And Paul started the church and he let Titus take over the church while he went away and kept planting more churches. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, he was writing to Titus this exact statement. He said, listen, Titus, there's people around you who they claim to know God. They say they know God, but they actually deny knowing God by the way that they live every single day. And these people, these type of people, they're detestable, they're disobedient, and honestly, they're worthless for doing anything good. And so Paul was just letting Titus know, hey, be aware of people like this because they're around you. They're, they're, in, they're, in, they're trying to be, be an influence on the church. Don't let people like that be involved in your life, okay? And so what I want to encourage you tonight um, as we close this topic out, <clears throat> in 2017, we had our last, we used to have a, a youth conference every summer in July called Project X. And the last Project X we had was in the summer of 2017. And the main speaker that we had come that summer was a gentleman by the name of Landon Pickering. And I'll never forget, he shared that night a message that if you, if you go to the door right up there, there's a red sh uh, sheet of paper by the door. And I think there's some in the bathroom too, I'm not sure. But on it, it says, be about it. Okay, on it says be about it. And he preached a message that night titled Be About It. Be about it. Okay, and tonight as we close, I kind of want to copy that and I want to encourage you to be about it this school year to be about it. Okay, in other words, here's what I mean by when I say be about it do what you said that you were going to do. Okay, if you say you're going to do something, then do it, right? Well, if you say you're a Christian, then live that out every single day. Not just on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings when you come to church, but actually be about it every single day. When you go to school tomorrow, be about it. When you go to school Friday, be about it. The weekends, at your job, on the whatever facility or whatever team you play on, hey, be about it, okay? And specifically, I want to talk about three, three areas to be about it in your everyday lives um, that will help you to be about it everywhere, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I want to talk to you about and encourage you to be about the church, be about the Bible, be about prayer. Listen, I want to be honest with you. Every Christian should be about these three things. Specifically the church, man. The church is so important to your everyday life, okay? Be about the church. And here's why. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, the Bible says this. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, okay? Let me turn there real quick. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says this. It says, 
and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Y'all know I've been constantly talking about how Christ is going to return soon one day. I've mentioned that so many times over last year and this year. One day Jesus will return. And because of that, the Bible actually says this. It says that we should not neglect. In other words, we should not um, neglect our meeting together, okay? As some people do. We shouldn't stop meeting together. We shouldn't stop coming to church, okay, now that we're Christians. But the Bible says, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. As believers, we should be about the church. Like, it should be an, yeah, I'm going to church. I'm going to youth on Wednesdays. I'm going to be at church on Sunday, whether it's the Spanish service or the English service. I'm going to be about the church because guess what? I am a Christian. I am a follower of Jesus. I'm going to be about the church, okay? And you may be thinking, well, why? Well, Jesus, the word of God, tells us that we need to be a part of the local church, okay? It is important for all of us to be in a local church, okay? Learning, growing, okay? Here's the thing about the church. The church unites us. Now, some of you, when you first started coming here, you were so quiet, you couldn't talk to anybody. Just now, I just saw a united youth ministry, okay? That's what the church does. There's no one more important than the other. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter if you're an athlete or not. There were athletes, non-athletes, smart students, bad students. <laughs> Singers, non-singers. <laughs> There's all sorts... It's everybody from all walks of life, people who speak Spanish, people who don't speak Spanish, but we were united as one, right? And that's what the church does. Schools, let's be honest, schools don't do that. They have barriers and different groups here and there, right? You have this group over here, you have that group over there. What I love about the church is that it's a united front. doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, man, you're family here. That's why we need the church, man. The church unites us. It unites us, okay? And then when it unites us, the church also encourages us, okay? We also pick on each other, but we also encourage each other, right? We really, really do. We encourage each other by praying for one another, by when if you're feeling down, hey, we give you encouraging words to lift your spirits. Hey, you're going to be all right. You're going to make it, okay? And most importantly, the church equips us, okay? Again, whether you believe it or not, there is a heaven to hell, there is a God and there is a Satan. Although they're not rivals because God is way levels above Satan. The devil is out to still kill and destroy. And what we learn in church equips us to go out and handle our everyday lives. When temptations come against us, when thoughts come against our mind, when the enemy's trying to get in here and trying to tempt us to do different things, the, the church responsibility is to equip us all on how to live every single day in our world that we live in, okay? So it helps us to fight against temptation, to trust what God's word says in our everyday life, okay? So as Christians, we need to be about the church, okay? Be excited to come to church, man, because the church unites us, it encourages us, and it equips us, okay? All right? And the second thing is this. As believers, we need to be about the Bible, okay? We need to be about the Bible, man. Listen. I get it. When I was a teenager, before I got serious about Jesus, I couldn't understand probably five words in this Bible, man. Like, to me, it was just like so out there, like so difficult to understand. 
man, I want to encourage you, be about the Bible, okay? As Christians, this book right here is so, so important, okay? Number one reason is this. The reason why this book is so important, number one, is because it points us and shows us who God is. You want to know who God is? Here you go, okay? This book right here will tell you exactly who God is, what he is about, his attributes, his character. It tells us all right here, okay? It shows you how much God loves us. It shows you everything about God, okay? So if you've got questions about God, here's your answer right here. It's in this book. God gave it to us so that we could know him personally, okay? What, you know, it's cool thing is like, you don't have to wait till Wednesday or Sunday to read this thing, okay? Right? You can actually read it every single day. I do that every morning when I wake up. I spend my time with God. It's just me and the Lord every single morning, okay? I've shown you guys my Bible in a year, okay? I've been doing that for a long time, okay? But here's the thing. Here's what the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, okay? <clears throat> we need to be about the Bible. The Bible says this. That guy, Paul, he's writing a letter to his young protege, Timothy. And he tells them that his, his words are encouraging for us, too. He says, all scripture is inspired by God. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I love about that. Elijah Noah, everything in this book was inspired by God. It wasn't inspired by no man or no woman. God himself inspired everything in this book, which means that everything written in here was written by the Holy Spirit. And he used people to pin every single thing, okay? Everything in here was inspired by God. Now, if it's inspired by God, that means that everything from the beginning to the end is extremely important, okay? It's important for all of us, okay? All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. That's important because we live in a world with so much false and lies, so many false statements, so many false things being put out there, and so many lies in our world. And the Bible, what I love about it, it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. <laughs> I know your parents have told you you're the perfect child, but you ain't. You <laughs> we all got issues, myself included. I got issues, I got problems, I got things that I'm working on every single day, right? The Lord is working on me. And that's what I love about the Bible, because the Bible does this. It says, it helps us, it, it actually says, it makes us. Right. Like, it makes us realize what is wrong in our lives, okay? It makes us realize that. And, most importantly, after it makes us realize uh, what's wrong, it corrects us, the Bible says. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. My niece, when she was little, she's going to see this, so I'm sorry. But when she was little, she used to wipe her nose with, like, her T-shirt, like, blow snot all the way in, right? Now, what kind of uncle would I be if I would just let her continue to do that? Obviously, she was blowing her nose wrong, you know. Now, some of you may think, oh, no, I do that all the time still. No big deal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I showed her, hey, this is wrong, okay? This is wrong. This is how you blow your nose. You get 
tissue, you get toilet paper, put it around your nose, and you blow. And you know what I'm saying? Now, the cool thing is, is like now she's obviously, she's a junior in high school, and I've seen her blow her nose, and she, thank God she's not like, with her t-shirt, because that's not very ladylike, okay? But, um, but here's the thing, what she was doing was wrong. Thank goodness there was someone there to correct the behavior and teach her how to do what was right. That's what this does. If there's a behavior in your life that is wrong, out of character, out of pocket, okay, something that you shouldn't be doing, the word of God correct. First of all, he makes you realize it's wrong. Hey, that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. Now let's correct it, and this is how it's corrected. This is how you're supposed to be living, okay? That's what God's word does. That's why it's important as Christians we be about the Bible as well. Okay, this is why you need this in your everyday life, guys. I'm telling you, it's not just a random book. This is God's word, okay? It is inspired by God. Everything from beginning to end is so, so important, okay? The Bible inspires us, it equips us, and it empowers us, okay? And the last thing is this. As a believer in Jesus, we need to be about prayer. We need to be about prayer, man. We have got to be about prayer, right? Like, we really, really do. Um, I've said this numerous times. Um, if you've been with us since the pandemic, you've heard me say this numerous times on Zoom, up here, when we finally got to come back. But I've said this numerous times. Prayer is a privilege. It's a privilege to get to pray. And what happens is so many Christians, they don't see prayer as a privilege. They see it as a duty. They see it as, oh, I got to do it. They see it as like a box I got to check off my list. Kind of like the Bible. They see, a lot of people see the Bible that way too. But prayer is a privilege, okay? And here's the reason why. In case you have forgotten, there was a point in, man, in, in our history of human beings, in mankind history, where there was a separation between us and God. And there was no way for us to get to God. There was no way for us to talk to God personally. Okay? As a matter of fact, what happened was in the beginning when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, there was a separation between us and God. And the reason was because God is holy, he is pure, he is perfect. There is no sin, no blemish with him. But because we welcome sin into the world, there was a separation between us and God. We couldn't personally talk to God no more. Now, we have to... The Bible in the Old Testament, it talks about how there were different ways people would talk. Uh, they had to talk to God different, really crazy ways. But you couldn't personally just say, talk to God personally. And what happened was Jesus came into our world. He died on the cross. And when he resurrected from the, the, uh, when he resurrected from the grave three days later, that gap between us and God, Jesus created basically a bridge between us and God to where now we can freely come to God and talk to him personally. We can now, with all the privilege in the world, say, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. God, you are good. You are great. We love you so much. We didn't always have that privilege, right? We didn't always have that privilege. Now we do. Prayer is a privilege, man. Like, it really, truly is. Some of us don't take it for granted. Like, seriously, it's just something that we get to do. Right? Here's what the Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 8. I love this. James chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says this. It says, come close to God, and God 
will come close to you. That's so cool, man. Because all you have to do is just be willing to come close to God and God will come close to you. Here's the thing. Prayer is a privilege because it allows us to get close to God. It's a privilege because it allows us to get close to God. We didn't have that privilege before, but now we do, right? Now we do, okay? We get the privilege to come close to God. Prayer is a privilege because it also allows us to talk with God personally. Guess what? When you're feeling sick, you don't have to call Pastor Kerry and be like, Pastor Kerry, can you pray for me because I'm sick? I'll do that. Don't get me wrong. I'm willing to do that. And that is actually biblical. We should pray for one another. But did you know that you personally can go to God and pray over your sick body? That's a privilege we get. That's a privilege we get. We get to talk to God personally, right? When I was sick this weekend, I was praying to the Lord personally. God healed me and my wife's body. Prayer is a privilege because it allows us to talk with God personally, okay? And that's something we need to be about as Christians, okay? We need to be about that. So three things we talked about tonight. Be about the church, be about the Bible, and be about prayer. Why? Well, God's word said so. If you notice, every single thing I share with you, God's word says these are things that, as believers, we should be living out every single day, okay? And here's the thing. This church, this youth ministry, is a church and youth ministry that is going to be about the church, the Bible, and prayer, okay? Now, I'll close with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, okay? I love this. You know, we're wrapping up Talk is Cheap, our series Talk is Cheap. And um, we get it from Titus 1.16. Many people, they claim they know God, but they deny him by the way that they live. They're detestable, disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. And I love what Paul, same God Paul, says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. Again, he's writing to a church in Corinth. But his words still echo to all of us today. He says, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. That's so cool, man. Like, I love that. Because here's the thing. Living for Jesus isn't just a bunch of talk. It is living in the power of God, man. And guess what? Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, it says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Lives in you. The same spirit that brought Jesus back to life lives in every single one of you. Guess what? The day you gave your life to Jesus, the day you said, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I want to accept you into my life, and I receive you in Jesus' name. Amen. Boom. Guess what? You were filled with the Holy Spirit that instant. And that same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from, the, from death to life came into your life as well. And guess what? The kingdom of God isn't just a bunch of talk. It's living by God's power. And you have that power alive on the inside of you to be about the church, to be about the Bible, to be about prayer, and to live a life where your life isn't just a bunch of talk, but you actually, people see a difference in your life every single day. They say, you know what? That person's different. That person does acts different. Like, they, they're, they're for real. They're not just a bunch of talk. Like, they're actually Christians, Christians, okay? That's what I see in all of you, okay? So as we close tonight, I want you to know something. Talk is cheap, man. And ladies, talk is cheap. 
Many people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way that they live. I want you to be people who don't just claim to know God, but that you actually live it out every single day, okay? Live it out every single day.